In today's lesson, you will learn how to create the brand story for your business. Oh, yes. Hey, hey, what is going on, Millionaire University, my fellow MViewers, viewers? We need to come up with a mascot so we know what to call ourselves. You got any ideas? Give me up. We are in for a treat today because my man, Professor Guerin, is back with Tammy Villaboy of Tattoo Marketing, and they are gonna teach us how to come up with a brand story for your business so you stand out amongst the rest so you can make more money and help more people, which is what it's all about. One of the great things about having someone like Brian as a partner and millionaire university professor is as someone who owns and operates a marketing agency and is constantly working with business owners to help them with their digital marketing, is he brings an entire different perspective and skill set that I don't necessarily have. My personality is more like, come on, let's go, you got this, just do it, no excuses, what are you waiting for? And then Brian's able to come in and focus more on the technical and tactical. So super excited to have him aboard. And it was a lot of fun for me sitting back and hearing him and Tammy nerd out over marketing agency type discussions, just how I like to nerd out with someone over podcasting or something like that. So I'm loving the different perspectives and I'm excited for you to hear this interview today with Brian and Tammy. There's a part in the interview where Tammy talks about creating your avatar and I had a huge epiphany that I wanna share with you after the episode, so stay tuned for that. And with that, I give you Professor Brian Guerin and Tammy Villaboy of Tattoo Marketing. One of the things that we really wanna focus on today is the creating of the brand story. Because it's one thing to just throw marketing out there, throw out offers, throw out ads. But if you don't have a brand, then it's going to be a lot harder to gain that traction. Absolutely. You're talking my language. I've had a lot of people say to me, well, we thought you do tattoos. They really think that we are tattoo artists and we're not. <laughs> so a lot of people have asked, why tattoo marketing? We always like to say all good tattoos start with a story. And usually the bad tattoos start with an even better one. So <laughs> it's about knowing who you are as a business owner. Tattoo Marketing Group really comes from a simple statement of making your mark. Our goal is to help consumers make a permanent mark on a consumer's consideration set. Also, tattoo is very much me. Your listeners out there can't see me, but I like to have funky nail polish. I drive a Jeep with no doors on it. I like to have fun. I'm not likely to show up at a meeting wearing heels and a suit. That's not who I am. I'm true to myself within my brand. Before I was in media and marketing, I was actually a regional account executive for Clinique Cosmetics. When I ran the counters, I would talk to the sales teams there and say, you have to make your mark. In a mall back in those days, if a woman wanted cosmetics, they could go to three different places in the mall. Same price, same product, same everything. The only difference was the person behind the counter. And you had to help dictate where that consumer was going to park their car and continue their shopping experience. And the only way to do that was to be your authentic self, be a good representative of the brand, and make a relationship. You sell yourself first, then you sell the product, then you sell the company. And that's where I started realizing early in my career that a lot of business owners approach that from the wrong direction. Fast forward then several years, I found my first job in media. As a wee young toddler that I was, I had to do an interview. I had to create a fictitious company where I would sell media. I would sell a TV spot. So I came up with a cosmetic company called Tattoo Cosmetics. And that was my fictitious company to woo the management at this TV station in Cincinnati. As a salesperson and as a sales manager for some of the largest media companies out there, I realized that I was oftentimes selling based on the company's need 
not the business owner's end goal. So then I realized I wanted to look at it more holistically and I wanted to represent the businesses. And I realized that my brand was a good one, that my brain had value and I wanted to represent clients in the right way. So tattoo marketing was formed. Got my business partner, Dave, on board. So that we're the right brain, left brain of the operation. I might have the funky nails in the Jeep, but he's wearing the khakis and driving the Corolla. When you're working with a client, how do you help them discover or find their stories that they develop a brand? Because obviously that's going to help you in marketing them if they have a a functioning brand, right? Not just a name on a building. I always like to say that people tend to overcomplicate the unnecessarily complicated. I guess the best answer I can give you there is it starts with a conversation. And more times than not, what I find is business owners haven't stopped to think about that. It simply becomes, I'm good at X or I can go to market and make money off of it. There's not a full cohesion in what that story is. So a lot of times it just starts with a simple conversation of who are you? What do you represent? What are your points of difference? The SWOT analysis, all those buzzwords that we've talked about and you've heard in session and seminar after seminar. The difference with that though, I think is my approach and I should say our firm's approach is we kind of just go straight for the jugular. I'll just give you an example because I hate to live in a world of what ifs, but onboarded a business recently and home services. And a lot of what they said was they are family owned and operated. They are non-franchised and they have great customer service. It took weeks for me to distill down what that actually meant. Because in the mind of a consumer, that's something you hear all the time. When people say to me, well, we have great customer service. My response to that is, well, I should hope to God you do. <laughs> if, you know, you're a business owner and I, if I would hope that you're putting your best foot forward, locally owned and operated. There is value in that, but you have to understand in your community, in your neighborhood, in your sector, what does that really mean? And let me give you an example of that holistically. In one of the industries that that we work with, the larger conglomerates are coming in and buying up the little guys, making larger companies, and it is more of a franchise model. So as I'm sitting there talking to a business owner, he shares with me that they really want to talk about being non-franchised or not being a franchise owner, being locally owned and operated. That's where we had a raw dialogue of you're talking to someone whose husband and myself and a business partner invested in their franchise. Yes, it was a corporate, national, worldwide franchise that we owned locally, but how can you say that that wasn't locally owned and operated? Because the people working in my stores lived in this community, had families to support. We employed them. It was personal to me. It was local and it was owned and it was operated. We use a lot of buzzwords. People use those buzzwords and think, well, this is a hook, as opposed to just stopping and really saying, what are we trying to say here? If we're saying we have good customer service, let's drill that down. What does that mean? Does that mean that we will solve your problem in our first service call because that's good customer service? If the answer to that is yes, now we have a marketing component. Now I have a statement that becomes relevant to me as a consumer that will cause me to act. It doesn't become background noise. So I kind of went down a rabbit hole, but how do we start finding that story? That's what it comes down to. I ask questions of why did you even start this business to begin with? Tell me about your proudest day as a business owner. Tell me about the scariest day. Be specific. I don't want what ifs or in March 22nd of 1997. And, you know, and I remember crying, you know, I want to know specifics. We have to get to the authenticity of it. And then we wouldn't be business owners and successful at guiding other business owners without understanding what the ROI is. So that comes down to 
you might have your story and it could be a feel good story, but how does it help make you money? (laughs) So I start by having the tough conversations. I love that. In business, earning that no like, and trust factor is key. There has to be some degree of that before they say yes and sign on the dotted line. And we want that as humans. We want that in life in general, with our friends, with our family, and with our clients. I love that point that it all starts with a conversation. And the conversation has to be, I think a lot of times we neglect to acknowledge relevance. I mean, you and I, you know, kind of playing in the digital marketing space, just because that's where the world has evolved. But relevance is such a key word. So as a business owner, in crafting your story, the first step after the conversation is start to identify how is that relevant to your core market? Because if you don't establish relevance, you're never going to get to a relationship, which is never going to take you to the ROI that you need. Relevance, relationship, ROI, the three R's that I look at. But you have different angles, but it comes down to identifying the right person at the right time with the right message. And those three things have to be the same, which then comes down to cohesion. How many times have you talked to business owners and all of a sudden they're like, they haven't even been on their website themselves in months, years. They hired somebody else to do social who's not doing their website, who's also not doing their print collateral, who's also not talking to their salespeople. So all of a sudden you're realizing that everybody's working so hard, but under their roof, there is no story cohesion. You know, as a consumer, I need consistency and I need cohesion. That's kind of, to me, part of the brand story. What's the theme? If we want to be a family-owned business, then let's make sure that our family values are represented aesthetically, literally, figuratively, kind of where we go. And you look at everything from the outside and say, if somebody's on my Facebook page, does that look like the same business as my website? Does that match the collateral that the client's getting on a leave behind? Does that look like my sale, the price tag? Whatever the case may be, is that cohesion? That's so true. How do you get buy-in from the clients? Because I'll run into this with my clients. It's, we start out, we're hot and heavy. Things are going great. We do the same thing at Rickshay. We align their story. We have a conversation with multiple conversations to figure out who they are, what they do and how they do it. And then how we break that down and then take it to market. But how do you make sure you get continuous buy-in from clients? Because it's human nature, right? We get all hot and heavy with something for a month and then business happens or life happens. And we start going back to almost their status quo. They haven't formed the new habit. How do you handle those situations with your clients? My head goes to two places first. I think the first one is, this was actually a former colleague, her husband, that gave her this advice. And I loved the phrasing. It was, you can only bring people along with you at the speed of trust. Once people trust us, you start to see a little bit of the loosening of the reins. The other thing too, is I think, and I learned this from all of my years of sales training, was constant management of expectations. You have to get the buy-in out of the gate on expectations because that is also a big miss with small and business or small and medium-sized businesses. I'd probably venture to say all businesses where there's an intent or an effort, but the expectations are not realistic or not aligned with the approach. And that's everything from my business partner, Dave, likes to use the phrase metrics that matter. And he goes into marketing math. If you have a business owner who says, well, I've got a thousand bucks to spend this month, but they expect to get 500 clients from it. You have to have those conversations. So I think in order to continually get that buy-in and to get their involvement, which my God, I've learned is key, you have to have that constant management of expectations. It's acknowledging it. Okay, Brian, you told me you needed X. In order to get X, you're willing to give me Y. Based on what you told me, based on data, you back up and you say, 
these expectations are probably not realistic and you're going to set us both up to fail. And again, those tough, honest conversations. Relating it back to the story, once you extract the story and you make it part of their marketing, I find that it's hard, even from past jobs I've had in years gone by, where it's, this is our brand, this is our story, but it's easy to fall into that trap of just kind of forgetting it or not living up to it or living by it. So it's one of those things where it's just as hard to keep a business owner focused on what needs to get done on their day to day. But in the marketing, it kind of bleeds into culture. But as it relates to that story, do you kind of have to remind your clients that, hey, when we first started working here, you said the part of your story was big on customer service. And we define that as getting the job done on the first service call. Are you guys living up to this? Because based on a couple reviews or whatever you might be hearing with your ear to the ground, I feel like we're not living up to that story. Is that part of your job to tell your client that? Always, because again, I mean, to me, that's an extension of their brand and their logo. And as an outsourced CMO, I don't see myself always as the owner of Tattoo Marketing Group. I see myself as a CMO for insert company name here. So I do absolutely think it's my job. Now, is it sometimes I like to call it butt on the line? Whose butt's on the line there? That might not necessarily be my butt on the line. Because as a CMO, my job is to increase traffic, increase awareness, help bring people to the door. It's up to the people that work at those establishments to convert the business. However, that honest dialogue, I think, is key. So yeah, I, those conversations absolutely do exist. Because then it comes down to, quote, another good uh, sitcom, Friends, right? Pivot! Uh, pivot! Yeah. Pivot! Pivot! Maybe that's something over time where that narrative has to change. Now that first visit, it's not likely to happen for a barrage of reasons. Then we have to pivot. We have to change that message. In what you said, though, I think this is something very interesting to talk about. And again, that honest, how do you craft that story? I like to use the phrase narrative. What narrative are we telling people throughout everything? And what I found is oftentimes business owners need to flip the script. And I'm going to give you an old school example. My husband, way back when, right when the Google was the new thing, going to market with a whole idea of that cost per click or a Google ad. What does that mean? My husband worked for a men's retail company at the time, clothing store. They invested a ton of money into the first ever Google Ads campaign, search campaign. And two months in, he comes to me and he's like, it's just not working. And I wasn't involved on the day-to-day at that point with that side of the business. But long story short, I looked at the reports and they were going after foot apparel as the marketing term. So then I'm looking at it as from the consumer, you don't look for foot apparel. (laughs) You look for like shoes or sneakers or kicks. Oftentimes in that constant conversation of making sure we're honing the narrative, you have to have a conversation with the business owners, the support staff, the key players, influencers in the business to say, are you talking or marketing yourself as the consumer searches for you? Oftentimes we need to flip the script. They're leading with something that they see as important or they feel strongly about, but then you have to have a conversation of, does that align with demand? Does that align with consumer behavior? And then from there, we could go into 15,000 different directions on what that answer might be. But we like to go through an exercise with our clients where we create an avatar for all of our clients. Literally give them a name. One of the ones that we have for our HVAC businesses, her name is Jennifer Winters. We have a picture of her. I know what kind of car she drives. I know what she does on the weekends. I know where she shops. So then we put that through a litmus test. So then we constantly revisit the avatar. Is Jennifer still the right person? Is this still what's feeding our biggest return on investment? If that answer is yes, then anytime a new idea or opportunity approaches us, we ask, would that impact Jennifer? 
with Jennifer like that? And if it doesn't pass muster there, then we sometimes we have our answer. And in a few cases, sometimes it's no, Jennifer wouldn't, but this helped us identify a different area of business. Okay, then that's a different avatar with a different approach and different campaign. You need to be confident if you're going to go out and sell your services in whatever business you're in. With that confidence, do you find that with your story intact, it just makes it that much easier to have that confidence? The podcast for Millionaire University, the Black, the one that was just published a few days ago, consistency is mentioned in there. And I think confidence is part of it. Don't doubt yourself. If you're going to go into business for yourself and you know you have value, be confident. There is a fine line between being confident and being cocky. My confidence allows me to say that, as I say a lot to business owners, we will speed up your learning curve. The confidence also helps when I know if I'm not the right fit for someone. It's the confidence in being a business owner to say the pitfalls that you get into, where when you start, as for those businesses that are listening to this that are up and coming, oftentimes you tend to just say yes to get a piece of business because you want that affirmation. Quite honestly, maybe you need the money, right? So you say yes, yes, yes. That's a different level of confidence, but that tends to build up over time to be able to confidently say, I hear you, business owner. I understand you need this. I am not the right fit. So it's the confidence in knowing when to walk away, when to introduce. But yeah, I think consistency leads to that confidence and having a brand story with what we do. I think if you talk to all of our clients, they're going to say very similar things about us. And ultimately, we, we help them sell stuff. That's my elevator pitch. I don't even need the elevator doors to close. What does Tattoo Marketing Group do? We help you sell stuff. Did it take you a long time or multiple iterations of your story to really hone in on the one that you have in place now? I know your story is your story, but the way you tell it can change. I think the iterations evolve based on experiences. My avatar for our ideal client has changed, but how I approach it and my overall personality and kind of our vision, that really hasn't changed. I would be completely misleading listeners and you if I didn't say that I am still a business owner. So sometimes I have to look at profitability and sometimes you have to make the tough decisions. And I wish I could help every single person that said, I have a hundred bucks. Can you help me do a LinkedIn post? I wish I could. That part of the narrative has been different for me, but I think it just comes back to it's the root of who we are and the why we do it. My why hasn't changed. I love that. We have absolutely uncovered some gold together in talking about brand story. It's never too late to go back and investigate your story, get it out verbally, put it down on paper, put it in a Google Doc, and then start breaking it down piece by piece to bring it into your own marketing. No. And at that point, I mean, any good story usually has additional chapters or spinoffs or sequels. You can go wherever you want it to go. I just think it's important that as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, stay true to yourself and where you want that next chapter to go. Let's give it up for Tammy Billaboy of Tattoo Marketing. Tammy, bring in the heat. I've got a page full of notes and coming from me, someone who doesn't take a lot of notes, that is saying something. I wrote down, it starts with a conversation. Who are you? What do you do? What do you represent? What differentiates you from everyone else? Go deep with it. Tell the story. What did you uncover? What can you use in your marketing? Relay that to your entire team and make sure that there's cohesion across all your platforms. Marketing channels, messaging, culture, everything. I also wrote down, you sell yourself first, then your product, then your company. I also wrote down, you can only bring people along with you at the speed of trust. 
So good. I wrote down the importance of managing expectations, metrics that matter, and marketing math. I also wrote down pivot and flip the script. Put yourself in your customers or clients' shoes. Now, the biggest epiphany I had from this entire interview was when Tammy was talking about creating your avatar. So I have a confession to make. I hate this topic. <gasps> I've heard it talked about so many times and whenever someone brings it up, I just roll my eyes and I'm like, are you kidding me? There's no way I'm just speaking to one single person, one individual. But I will say recently, as we're bringing more people on the Millionaire University team, and it's kind of like, even though I haven't actually named my avatar and given them a pet and had daily tea with them, I feel like in my mind, I have a general idea of at least the message I'm trying to convey and who I'm sharing that with. But as the team is growing, there are occasions when I realize, oh, like we're speaking to different people. We're not super clear on who we're speaking to. And so when Tammy said, sometimes the avatar changes and it's important to realize that and that you can have multiple avatars and you can have different avatars for different campaigns and you don't have to fully commit to that avatar forever. It's like the heavens were opened and I was like, there's my answer. So since that time, I've kind of in my mind thought of about three to four different avatars that we currently have and different avatars that we will probably have in the future. And that's kind of given me a lot of clarity. Now, I don't know if I'll go as far as to give them names and have play dates. I mean, it would just be so sad if we then changed avatars. I just feel like I was betraying them. But I gotta say that epiphany and that realization was huge for me. So I think knowing who you're speaking to and not trying to speak to and market and sell to everyone is huge in helping you grow your business. But knowing that that doesn't just have to be one person with the name and certain hobbies, oh, that is such a relief to my soul. So thanks again, Tammy, for coming on and sharing some gold with Millionaire University. If you'd like to get in touch with Tammy and learn more about Tattoo Marketing Group, you can go to tattoomarketing.com. That's T-A-T-2, T-A-T, the number two.com. Or you can check her out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. And that, my fellow and future millionaires, brings us to the end of today's lesson. If you like today's episode, please share with a friend. If you have yet to do so, follow and subscribe wherever you are listening now. You can go to millionaireuniversity.com slash training to get your free business course. And we will talk to you next time on the Millionaire University Podcast. Class dismissed.